Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you are well and blessed in these times and enjoying life a little bit more than we have had the chance to. So we have to remain hopeful with an ever gracious heart. Now, I was contemplating something for a few days now, and I was thinking about this theory of coincidences, and I actually don't believe that there is such a thing. I believe that everything we do and everyone we meet arrives at the appointed time. So whoever that may be in our life comes to us at the right time to teach us and also for us to teach them. And we all, I believe, have at some point in our life experienced meetings with people, whether they be momentary or, you know, for a period of time, that change us profoundly and can actually take us on a completely new path in life. And these are the sort of meetings that have been destined, I believe, by the divine hand. And we should always keep our hearts and our souls open, ready to embrace such moments. Because, as they say, opportunities rarely come twice the same opportunity. So let us, with an open heart and an open soul, welcome the changes in the world and always look for things that are going to bring us closer to ourselves and closer to love. And I am actually very excited today because I have a very special guest and I absolutely love her. She is such a special lady and is absolutely filled with divine wisdom. She is the ever lovely and truly delightful Ramona Moore. Ramona is a Reiki master, a therapist, a spiritual coach, a rune specialist, and as she likes to say, a soul traveler. What a beautiful thing, a soul traveler, all of us soul travelers. She has actually had an extraordinary life with so many things that her life has been filled with, tests and beauty. 
and all sorts of things, ups and downs and twists and turns, which she's going to tell you more about. And they have all given her a certain type of wisdom. And she is, in fact, for me, a fountain of knowledge. And you will see why when we speak to her. It's really a ever-flowing fountain. And I always think of her as the Lady of the Lake, in fact, which is associated with King Arthur and Avalon because she is so mystical and magical. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome the ever-lovely Ramona. Mimi, what, what, an, what an honor. <laughs> an amazing honor to, to, to do this. I refer to you as a bridge, bridging the gap between, um, between this and that. <laughs> yes, this and that, indeed. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I have endured and not only survived, but thrived um, for craniotomies. And I feel as though it's the gift is, is they were like initiations into, right. into, into a deeper world that each one of us has to travel through these initiations. Um, my, I'm kind of freezing up here. I, I was in free flow earlier. <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell the listeners what happened. Me and Ramona were having a conversation and we were talking about all sorts of things and magical, mystical life, horses, ponies, centaurs, all sorts of things, you know, that are really like part of the story for sure. And when I said to her, you know, we've got to record this now. And you know how it is sometimes when you're put on the spot, you think, mm -hmm. where the hell do I start? But let's start at the beginning. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about your life and where all this began, because you have really had an incredible an extraordinary life of hardship at times with your health and with personal circumstances but that mm -hmm. actually has enhanced your life and really brought you to the place here of being an extremely spiritual lady so where did it all begin I would say probably I really, really started opening up in 2000 when I discovered the, um, I don't want to call it origin, religion, um, doctrine known as Ekankar. Mm -hmm. So it encompassed all of my um, belief systems up until that point, um, past lives. Um, energetic um, beings that are that are around us all the time that can that we can connect with um, that that help us along this this path of soul. So 
as soul, we choose a um, we choose a gender to be in this this lifetime, and so I chose a female this this time. Um, so that kind of goes back pre. <laughs> I kind of digress yes, there. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Now, what is, is it a system? Is it a, is it a belief? What is it called? Eckenhart. Spelled E-C-K-A-N-K-A-R. So it's really another word for Holy Spirit because the Eck, Mm -hmm. this upward and inward flow of God that's happening all the time, we can kind of hitch our, you know, hitch our wagon to and, um, hopefully achieve a certain level of consciousness so that we don't have to come back again in in another human life form so in our truest nature as soul we're more like a bright liquid sun that chose a body to to learn the certain lessons that it needs to learn um on this earth walk and hopefully achieve a certain level of consciousness so that we don't have to come back again. Um, we've been here hundreds of thousands of times in different forms, you know, all the way up through animals. Um, is, it a, is, it, is it a form of, what are the principles of, of this thought so system? Basic, basic, basically, it's that the only reason that we're here is this is our only job is to achieve a certain level of consciousness. And so we have to make friends with our, our, not only our holy light, but our holy dark, which on this path, you have to, you, you live a third of your life in darkness. You were formed in darkness, you know, for nine months. Mm, mm. You know, like try, try not blinking for a day to go back to that, that place of, that source of uh, regeneration. So I think so. Basically, it's about doing your spiritual exercises every day with by yourself, um, in a very quiet place. No, no other beings, just you, and your your connection to source. So, and everything else is distractions. And explain to us, Ramona, about the holy light and the holy dark. I've heard of the holy light. But mm-hmm. I can't say that I've heard of the holy dark because usually we always associate the darkness with mm-hmm. things that are not so good. So using the terminology of holy dark, mm-hmm. explain that a little to us. Okay. It was out of the holy darkness that the holy light was born. Out there, out there, out there is... Mm. endless nines percentage darkness. So if we fear this place that part of it we have to travel through to achieve this certain level of consciousness and embrace our totality, we have to be... And it's been, it, it, the darkness, okay, has been really, really just swept under the rug 
it's mm-hmm. it's been it's been demonized it's been swept under the rug to it's, it's pretty deep this is this is really a deep subject give us i know you can't and it's just nonsense for me to say put it in two lines but if you were you know as they say pretend i'm five years old and um just mm-hmm. in a paragraph so that so that we get a gist of it and then for people who want to go ahead and maybe you know learn about it or research it they can do maybe you can give some pointers there but in a paragraph right i would say for for us as soul to uh, to go home to literally go home we have to be complete friends with both holy light and holy dark until we can t- totally face all our fears um realize that they're just our own creations we we will keep having to incarnate over and over and over and over again on this path to god consciousness source consciousness whatever whatever that is you that you want to call it mm. um, in in Atkinkar, um the it is different than when it was first brought back to humanity um they're stressing mostly love and light and that's great that's great but on this path there is it's going to sound strange but there is like a gigantic charcoal filter that we that removes the last remaining embers of who we think we are as as this human which so in other words mind Mm. is probably our greatest obstacle to getting back to our original nature so if it is being told oh be afraid of the dark that certain portion of the etheric plane that we need to not only cross but return from in on this path to source or our original nature we have to pass that through that gigantic charcoal filter and that that's because we in order to achieve this level of consciousness so that we don't have to come back again we have to know all of our aspects light dark and even all of that we will have to let go of also because it's really interesting a friend of mine told me that's that's in god consciousness he said mm-hmm. that god wears a cloak of nothingness and that is why most people cannot grok you know fathom mm. that immensity that that pure absolute it's it, words cannot describe that being that if we were to get close to it it is so light we would burn to a crisp you know what i'm saying mm, mm, mm. so that's why most people have 
have a real hard time, especially if, you have, if they've had past lives where they were, you know, beaten or horrible things happened to them because they have believed in a maybe a little bit different way than what everybody is believing. So that's why you do your spiritual exercises by yourself. You connect direct to source. You're not listening to anybody other than people that are in God consciousness or ascended masters that are in God consciousness. Um, so this, this, this whole walk that we're doing is about initiations. It's about these in these tests, these trials. It's like we were talking about before the, the emperor moth. Hmm. When it's inside that dark chrysalis, okay, mm-hmm. it's pumping those wings. It's it's strengthening those wings, but getting that blood pumping through the wings. It's in a tight little chrysalis, and so it's struggling. It's struggling to get out of that that tiny, beautiful, beautiful place that it was formed. You know that 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 womb, like we were formed in for in nine months. You know. So when he finally emerges, his wings, his spirit, and, and with us, our spiritual wings are strong enough to carry us across that void to that other side. So darkness isn't something to be afraid of. There, because there are beings out there that we are going to have to be able to protect ourselves because they're right here on the earth too. They're right there. Most people, they're sitting right next to people right here. Everybody, everybody has beings all around them. And once you start developing your spiritual vision, that is one mm-hmm. of the things about Ekankar and soul travel. You have to be able to see these beings that are sitting right next to you in order to protect yourself. Some are benign. Some want to take your energy. That's what they feed on. So these beings that want to keep humans under the thumb to use as energetic food Mm. via their emotional output at, you know, big, huge parties, whatever, you know, all of this. We are not only electrochemical beings and physical beings, Mm. but we're, we're an energy source. We're at the, we have the, the, uh, like 48,000 megatons of hydrogen bomb power in each one of us. We're, we're like that, that movie Lucy, where she gets like 100% of her brain capacity. Okay. I'm, it was kind of a mm. violent movie, but it does, it does show that we're only using a minute portion of our innate original nature so if we've been told you can only do this you can only wear this color on this month and all of these limitations that we're imposing on each other once you can drop all that once you can drop mind when you're doing your spiritual exercises and i sing them it's it's simple it's probably the oldest word for god that has that has been introduced to man and that is so I sing that for like three minutes listen to the silence after three more minutes of that you 
and sing the, and listen to the silence and three more minutes of that. And whatever messages are coming to you in that silence, because in the silence is really the only place you have to shut off your mind. It's like a catch 22. If you can't shut off that monkey mind, you're going to stay incarnating over and over and over. But the more you can incorporate your abilities as soul, you are able to, it's like letting go of everything you think you are until nothing remains. That's who you really are as soul. Mm, mm. That's who, that's who we really are. So all these things that, that mind produces fear that, and this is our human animal consciousness nature. Fear is probably the biggest animalistic tendency that we have. Sure. Have, you know, have a modicum of fear in order to not walk out in front of the, the truck when it's, you know, coming by the, on the road. But we have to keep a tiny bit because we must respect those beings that want to use this for food. I'll just put it real simply. And if you can't see them, you are not able to protect yourself from them. So if they're attached, if they're attached to animals who don't want God, um, and we keep these little beings close to us, um, and kind of like we're their pet and we're under their rain. Mm. I call it, this is this is really deep. It goes up into the God worlds where there are beings that kind of run the show. Not kind of. They, they, there's a spiritual war going on in the upper, it, not the upper spiritual realms, because they've gone beyond all this astral plane mind stuff to mm. try to use us as a source of food. Now, these are beings that, um, I've read a lot about this and met a lot of people who talk about these things. Now, Ramona, these are beings that exist on parallel worlds to us. And I've heard also, and I believe this actually, there are good and there are not so good, as with the human realm. And... You know, there are good beings that are unseen and there are not so good beings. You know, human beings also, same sort of thing. Right. But um, the danger is that I've heard, and, you know, you can tell me your thoughts on this, is that I've heard that at this time in the world, so I'd really like your view on this, it is like, in effect, a spiritual war that is happening and where the human world and the spiritual world of these beings are interacting. What are your thoughts on this? Well, when you figure there's millions and billions and gazillions of galaxies out there, mm. okay, it would be kind of funny to think that we're the only beings. Yes. Anywhere. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, true, true. Oh. How True. egotistical of us. Okay. Well, so, yes, indeed. Right. So these different planes. So you have your physical 
plane, which is mm -hmm. what we all are in. Then we then there's beyond that there's so there's the physical, astral, causal, mental, and etheric, and then there are planes above that. So these beings from the astral realm can do um in order for them to survive they need a form of energy that we produce um if for example for example like what okay so like when people are angry mm. and they're they're putting off and love too we put off all these energetic forms as thought it's just thought that's all it is it's mind production produced thought because we're just a compendium basically of our memories some of us remember <coughs> aspects of all our past lives but there mm. are major ones so like if a person has been you know horribly abused or whatever in a past life they may come back to their abuser in this life and have to balance all of that karma now whether they can do that in grace or if they're in you know a snarling animalistic like person they're probably not going to get the lesson rather than being accepting this in grace and saying okay i recognize you but if i'm not gonna allow you to hurt me anymore so just like these beings that from the astral plane that want to use us for energetic food so if they can produce if we allow our state of being to be more in line as soul and not be pulled off that center then then we can through this life walk when we come into these situations where now if a being is trying to to you know take my energy like a parasite or a flea or a mosquito i mean who let who allows mosquitoes to just suck their blood nobody mm, you're going to mm. try to get it off you that's self-preservation that's self-protection that you better do that do i fear a mosquito no do i respect a mosquito uh, i'm gonna say being whatever you are don't do that anymore i'm gonna self-protect because i'm not gonna let a being in the lower consciousness allow me or i'm not gonna allow it to keep me from that that mission which is to to let go of everything i think i am so these other beings in lower consciousness that come from the astral world or wherever like you said some are benign some are supportive um i feel as though i have extremely sure they're powerful but they're also graceful um they're full of divine love which is completely different than human animal consciousness love once you get past the etheric plane that that deep dark place that we have that charcoal filter that removes that last remaining embers of who we really are 
then we find divine love. Do you think we're not, that, our, human body. Oh. We're not our human body anymore at that point? We're at we're soul at that point. So when we so we're soul first, number one. Who would let as soul? Why should we let a lower consciousness being take our power? That's a spiritual no-no. Hmm. They know that, but they do it. They do it anyway. People, people, the people <laughs> that can see these entities, okay, they're hmm. not schizophrenic, okay. Their vision, spiritual vision, is open. They see these beings. If these beings are being mean to them and torturing them, um, of course they're going to react. You know, if you see somebody walking down the street and he's batting away or gent or you know trying to rid these demons or even talking to them they're not crazy their vision is open their spiritual vision is open and the reason that this society or most societies don't accept that is because there are beings that are controlling 90 percent of humans and want to keep them as energetic food and i hope that's a circular kind of um picture that i'm trying to give people mm. not trying to scare them i'm trying to empower you if your spiritual and there are exercises that you can do to open your spiritual vision um that that keep you clear of to keep your energy field clear you know what i'm saying yeah, I understand you. Do you think, Ramona, that this is part of this awakening that is going on, is that we have to awaken also to the fact that we are not the only living beings, that we share this world with other types of beings and entities? and. Absolutely maybe this is the point it's time for this not only a eye opener but also a soul awakening that we need to realize i remember oh quite a while ago now a few years ago there was a a program it was an american program actually i don't know if you remember it it was called charmed spell it um Oh, yeah, charm. Charm. yes, charm, yes, yes. And I find I, I found it fascinating. It was about three witches, but that's irrelevant. Um, what was relevant is that obviously somebody had, you know, whenever anyone makes this type of program, they have some knowledge from somewhere because sure. um, there was one episode, and I'll never forget it. And they were, it was, you know, always the struggle between good and bad and light and dark in effect and one of the episodes was there was a negative force and how it and I even remember the character who was playing it and how he would get to people is that he would create a situation mm -hmm. so for example you know I don't know someone breaking into the car or someone you know, um, shouting at you in the street or, you know, knowing which buttons to press that are going sure. to annoy you. And sure. that would give rise to this emotion. And he knew each of the sisters 
points, the buttons to press, because that would give rise to this emotion. And one of them was very dramatical and would get um, afraid. One would doubt herself. So, you know, lack of self-esteem and one would be fearful of this. And, and it actually, what was happening, and this really taught me a lesson, what was happening is when the sisters were feeling these huge emotions, he would turn up the level of chaos around them because mm. that is at that point when you freeze with fear, when you lose yourself completely to the point that you don't even know who you are, was at right. the point where he was able to grab their power. Right. And I always thought to myself, my goodness, you know, we shouldn't, you know, anger is one of the things also that you can, you know, you can lose 70 years of worship in one moment of anger, um, uh, you know, and it's something that is very real, that if you think about it, when you're angry, for example, you'll meet angry people, or if, you know, you're afraid, you'll start to attract a different type of energy around you. So, that what you're saying that there are different you know beings and entities you know some be it good so if we're doing good i think we can work with the good if we're not doing so good i think this can be a very dangerous state to be in and i think part of this whole thing what's going on at the moment mm -hmm. is in effect this is just my view of course and i'm no expert on any spiritual level but it's a time, it's a second chance to really find out who we are and actually get to the point of what are we doing here? You know, right. What are we actually doing here? Right. So I'm going to back up just, did, were you finished? Yeah, I'm finished. Okay. Go so, ahead backing up just a couple steps mm. so when we're say soul is awakening soul is already awoken soul can't be any more awoke than it already is it's the human mm. that's playing catch-up mm -hmm. it's a human that has to let go of everything you think you are until nothing remains that's who you really are mm. so and also keep a little bit of your anger okay don't don't be a don't come don't turn into a complete wimp Otherwise, mm. you're a pushover. Be yourself. But also, yeah. keep a tiny bit of your anger because that can keep you from being abused. Spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. So, yes, our emotions can, even human animal consciousness love can make us weak. Totally weak. Weak as little imps we need to be strong okay so don't let your emotions pull you off your center like mm. you said that's that's their food that's their food i'm not saying be a zombie you can't be a zombie and also the concept the human concept that this these words that we've made up of good and bad okay those mm. are human mind constructs those are constructs of this quote matrix and i 
I'm not using that word lightly, um, is can be used against us so unequivocally. I mean, you when when we say that person's good and that person's bad, I I don't even use those words anymore because we're all on the path. Everybody is dealing with their karma, number one. So we're being put back in school because we didn't get it last time to experience these other people that we've been in other lifetimes with before. So when a town of, you know, 300 burns down in Southern California and one house is left, those people had karma together. So, yes, there's other things that are happening that are not karmic, but they're, they're so few and so far between. So it's kind of like a catch-22. Do you engage in this life or do you sit in meditation your whole life? Okay, no. Because going out in public is school how often you do this is how much you want to engage you know like sitting on that on that rock in the middle of the river you know yeah we got to feed ourselves so we have to go to the store yes we're going to stand right next to people with entities okay we're, uh. i've been in places before where i my knees have almost buckled because i was standing next to somebody who had a being attached to them that was trying to get into my energy field and and basically consume my energy a lot of times this happens to people and they don't know why they think oh i'm did i not take my vitamins did i take them you know did i did i say the wrong words this morning to my spouse or they're looking for all these other outside things mm. but in actuality in actuality, it's something closer than they even realize. I mean, if we realize the entities that are on everyone and the beings that are all around us all, I don't mean to scare y'all, but it's true. And the one, one of the, there are many religious different sects, S-E-C-T-S, that, that are playing into the hands of these beings that want to keep humanity so they'll tell you be afraid of darkness oh you know the darkness is is it's full of everything it's full of the ascended masters it's full of god beings who some of them you know will come back to earth to help people i mean if, if you'd gone through school and you'd achieved a certain level of consciousness and and now you're this bright bright sun would you want to come back to a place that's basically like kindergarten for the, all the bratty kids? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so, so there's there's every being here on this in this physical dimension from the astral, but but at a certain point, like beyond the void, that very deep dark charcoal filter, those beings. They just are, they don't create, they don't consume, they just are. How do you deal with them personally? 
I invite them in and invite them in. And, but that's the cool thing about, about achieving a certain level of consciousness, because when you can do that, not only can you protect yourself against any beings and they're going to want to come and take your energy because it's even sweeter now because you've cleared out a bunch of clutter. Mm-hmm. Your energy is, is a, of a more refined nature. I don't want to say pure because pure only really happens pure and divine really only happens above that etheric plane that we have to cross with a, with the help of a, a, um, a being that's surpassed that and gone beyond that. So like when we, when we say, oh, I'm going to follow this person that incarnated for a certain while and told us all these things in greater, he meant it. But, but is he, is he in God consciousness now? And you know, you all know who I'm talking about. Is he in God consciousness now? Has he, has he crossed the void? So when we looked at two teachers and gurus, I would only look for somebody that has gone beyond a certain level of consciousness because mm. they're not qualified to teach. If, if they have not achieved God consciousness, they're yeah. not achieved to teach that class. They're making a stab at it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They're, they're doing the best they can. We're all doing the best we can, but we can do better. And that's why our meditation, and, and I don't mean meditation where you go deeper into your mind. No, it's got you got to let go of the mind because that's, that's the, the playing ground of these entities. So if they can control your mind, and they will try, you have no power. You're, actually, you're basically powerless. And it's... And it's it's a wasted life if you have to come back and do it again and again. Hundreds of thousands of times we've done this. The teachers are few and far between. So that's when I found Ekankar, it was like, that was my answer. Because they accept all faiths. It was like, stay, stay in your own faith. Look at, look, at, look at the biggest picture here. Not a bigger picture, the biggest picture. Let's look at source whatever you want to call it. And your original nature was what's close to this, closer to the source than anything in human animal consciousness form. Are you talking about God? Sure. I remember you wrote something once and Mm -hmm. um, I think you said people have something like this. Correct me if I'm wrong. People have in effect words to the, you know, effect of people have an allergy to the word God. And um, I remember contemplating that and I, and people are afraid to say, you know, people are afraid to say what they believe. Sure, because we worry more about what other people think of us. That's human. That, that, that's that, that, you know, human animal consciousness um, fear. Mm. bingo 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 were you always a spiritual 
um, being, Ramona. Is this something I, that you had even in childhood? Nature. It was always nature where I found the, whether it was sitting next to a tree, sitting by the river, you know, as a, as a um, water sign, I'm definitely drawn to water. I, I mm -hmm. feel as though that's my true home. If I'm sitting in that tub, or swimming in the ocean or in the river or in the little kiddie pool in the backyard, I feel like this is, this is really cl way closer to who I really am. Mm -hmm. You know, with, and, and letting go of mind. It's like if you've ever floated in the ocean with your face up, that, that immense surrender to whatever, mm. to, to, to your fears, to, to, oh, there might be a shark or, you know, how long can I do this? All this mind stuff. I'm able to let that go and just be. And I think if we can spend more time in that space each day in connection with source we can it's like an initiation you know we go through life and we have we get these tests you pass the tests you get you that's an initiation you're given and you we don't backslide you keep that you keep that you, even going into the next incarnation I'm reading, I've just finished a, an amazing book called Deathing, D-E-A-T-H-I-N-G, Deathing instead of birthing, Deathing, uh -huh. an intelligent alternative for the final moments of life. It is, I would say, it is one of the top three books that I've ever read in my life. And oh my goodness. Oh yeah. All I've read hundreds and hundreds of self-help books and the be here now and the all of them all of them and it's so amazing because I, one of the most influential statements that I've ever heard was you know everybody's everybody's dying but how many of us are really living mm. you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. so we're in each moment, we're being reborn. You know, not only each night do we do a lot of work in our dreams, but each morning, we're born. We're we're a different person than we were yesterday. Hopefully, yes, yes. That we're doing work in our dreams, which is a sacred place of darkness. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, but. This, this book was written by a woman named Anya Foos, F-O-O-S, G-R-A-B-E-R, A-N-Y-A, Anya Foos Graber. She spells out, it's not just about that passing from life to life. It's about really living to your fullest extent each moment of our lives a rare thing indeed yes right right and sadly and, yeah and knowing that everything's going on in the world but 
okay, I can make a difference in this, this, and this, in this moment. Mm -hmm. All the rest, I have to let go of. Otherwise, mm -hmm. if I try to take on too much in a small amount of time, I'm going to overload. And that's what anxiety is. So when we're trying to take on too much of this world at one time, mm. stick our foot out from that rock in the middle of the river and and keep getting, sometimes people totally fall off the rock, you know, they get pulled down the river. Yeah. And they're, flounder, they're floundering and they're like, what am I doing? What is going on? They start asking these important questions. And we get back to basics, like what's really important like you said why are we here mm. we're not here to to just struggle you know what i'm saying this is this is mm -hmm. a, an opportunity this is an opportunity as humanity as a whole but i my i'm gonna my biggest contribution to humanity is to achieve a certain level of consciousness so i'm not dragging down the rest of everybody That's why we're here. That's the only reason we're here in school again. For the kids that didn't get it last time. Because there are many God beings, they got it. All, all those God beings, they were like us at one time. Exactly mm -hmm. like us. And they, But through perseverance and desire, deep, deep desire, to the exclusion of everything else. They had to let go of their humanness, just like we do. And... And let go of mind because mind is being controlled by something else. So if we can circumvent that, that little glitch that holds us back, we can achieve a certain level of consciousness that we don't, it's tough. It's tough. And in, in those beyond the etheric plane, yeah, you're going to be out of your human body. You're going to be in your soul body. That's why they call it soul travel. And that is achievable at this moment in time. In this, in this incarnation, absolutely. And that mm. is what spiritual freedom is about. That is what Ekankar has always been ever, ever since the beginning of humanity, pre-humanity. Mm. So this, this upward and inward pull of God that's happening around us all the time, <coughs> pardon me, like you said, most people fear. They fear their own power. They do. Yeah. They get a little glimpse of it. They get a quick little glimpse of it, maybe, maybe three or four times in their life, their true nature, and it scares them. It scares them because they're not used to it. It's like, a, you know, I used to, I'm a lifeguard. I used to train lifeguards. Hmm. Once people saw that they could hold their breath for longer than they did when they were a child, you know, to dive deep into this metaphorical world mm -hmm. and felt that empowerment, they were transformed. That's an initiation. We're, we're, we're given these opportunities to help other people, to be a conduit for energy to come through us, for people to heal themselves. So I don't call myself a healer, really. I call myself, okay, we're gonna clear 
some energy blocks in your body and mm. when the time is right this energy will when the time is right karmically speaking if you're supposed to experience something in this world in this lifetime there's no amount of reiki that i'm going to do that is going to circumvent that yeah that that is so the beauty of reiki is that or or the healing that Jesus did, okay? It's all the same thing. Laying on a, you, you don't have to touch the person, but. So in other words, we have the capacity to heal each other through clearing our own stuff. And that's the only way a good Reiki person or any person that is in, be like yourself, like being a bridge, if they can clear misunderstandings, misbeliefs that they've been taught through many, many, many lifetimes, it's just like a person that has been um, told that, okay, say for instance, a person is told there is no God, mm -hmm. and but a person believes, oh, you know, to the exclusion of all else, that they've had spiritual experiences that have opened their eyes spiritually to the reality of what is going on around them and they see this but the other people don't the other people are blind they're spiritually blind so these people that um believe in their own divinity as it can be here in this physical dimension as a human animal being yeah so the greatness the great if we can remember who we are when we were first created it's like a spiritual amnesia that people have gone through and the powers that be that want to keep humans as energetic food okay they're going to continue to tell you oh that's the devil talking to you or or and that's sure you can be influenced by demons and stuff but once you get this clarity once you recognize that when you walk by somebody and your energy field literally drops something happened because you were fine by yourself sitting in your room doing your spiritual exercise yes. <laughs> right but when you get around other people who have these beings on them you feel different you feel wobbly you feel weak you feel and then what's the difference of when you go sit by somebody that is that is clear that has the spiritual vision open that keeps their own energy field clear of lower consciousness beings you'll feel that you'll feel that beyond words but this is what scares people ramona is this uh, actual uh, i think we have this compass within ourselves that guides us and we know when we are with people that make us feel good and give us peace there is a certain serenity around certain people. And we also know around people that don't make us feel good, 
We innately know that. And I think it's having the courage to follow that, that feeling, that gut feeling, intuition, whatever it is that you call it. I think it's a time now that we must really try to sharpen our senses in that respect. So here's the thing, here's the thing about that. So we can be in complete comfort around these, around these people, that's great. But sometimes we need a little push and sometimes it's not real comfortable. So sometimes it's just being around people that are, that are, make us, they don't make us because we allow them to, you know, us to feel good or whatever that's great but sometimes but these leaps in consciousness a lot of times we have to be pushed way out of our comfort zone in order for that transition to happen for that initiation to happen so in other words if you're in a in a in a group of people and and everybody's running down the street and there's one person sitting on the side of the street um but he's completely different than everybody running down the street and you get this intuitive feeling i need to go over and talk to that person who looks nothing like me but i am through whatever means necessary of that still small voice of God or whatever is directing me to do that. I'm going to do it. I'm, I don't care what that person looks like. I don't care what that being looks like. I'm going to let go of any fears that I have and follow that word, follow that sound. It's really interesting. In Ekankar, the twin pillars of God are light and sound. So when we get intuitions, a lot of times they come in the form, not of words, not of human words. So if we get used to other languages, other than human words, mm. we're going we're, mm-hmm, we're to have an easier time. So like a lot of times in my um, contemplations, after I sing the you and listen to the silence, sometimes I get colors Sometimes I get flashes of light. Sometimes I get feelings, like thought, feeling, form, like translated into a form that I can understand as soul, not as Ramona, not as the human consciousness, animal consciousness being that I am in human form as soul we 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 know what's going on so there's no excuses as soul we know that there are beings around us we haven't been trained to know that they are here only by beings that are controlling other beings that are wanting to keep us in that space of not knowing not darkness it has nothing to do with darkness it has to do with clarity you know how 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 clear i love this i'm just looking at my rune book here it says um 
In the life of the spirit, we are always at the beginning. <laughs> I love that. I, I, love th I love that. That is rather lovely, actually. Right. And full so, of infinite possibilities. Right. Exactly. Because we are, as soul, we're infinite possibilities. Mm. So soul is not developing. It's just in it's increasing because it's already gone through the part of letting go of everything we think we are until nothing remains. That is who we are as soul. So all these human mind constructs, things like good and bad. Yes, we, we have to do, we have to play the human game because we're the here. Human, yes, the human game. Because, right, because we're here, but we don't need to be here. Why are we here for the hundred thousandth time? Because we didn't get it in the last lifetimes because we doubted source. We doubted God. We, we, some people are just, they can sit in church for, you know, and be totally lose the connection because the person that's teaching them is not in God consciousness. Am I going to listen to somebody that's not in God consciousness? Tell me that what's right and wrong for me that's a very good point Ramona because I was I, I've seen a lot of um, wise people in my life so far and I've met many mystics and holy people also and one day I had the honor to be with a very very holy person and you know when you know in your heart this person sure. is actually a reflection of God you you just know it you don't need words as you said it, it, it talks in a different language this type sure. of um, state of being and there was a few of us there maybe four or five and a lady and people were asking questions and one lady said to him you know what I want to teach people I want to be the guide and I think I'm going to be a really good guide. What do you think? Would you give me your blessing so that I can do that? Mm -hmm. And he sort of, you know, very calmly looked at her and he said to her, what do you know? And she said, mm. oh, I know so many things. I know so many things in life. You know, I could be such a good teacher and I can lead the people and I can do this and that and he said no you can't mm. and she sort of was taken aback and she said sure. how do you mean you know I'm so knowledgeable I've read so many books and you know <laughs> have, you, you, you know how it is and I, I was just watching the whole thing and he said you see he was very gentle about it and he said well you see the mm. thing is you can't take anyone to a place that you haven't been. Right. And you can't teach anyone something that you really don't know and haven't lived. And actually, mm -hmm. he said, haven't become. Right. So she just sat there. I didn't know whether she understood or not. Mm. And she was silent. And we were all silent at this moment. And he said you can only teach people what you have lived and what you are. Mm -hmm. You can't lead people anywhere. 
unless you've been on that journey and know the way. And for me, that was enough. You know, it is exactly what you said. You know, I'm not going to listen to somebody who talks about things, but Mm -hmm. doesn't actually live by those things and actually isn't in that state of being. Because I know you write a lot about Rumi, don't you? Yes. And I don't know, have you ever visited his tomb in Konya? No. He was actually a student of an Ekankar master. Shams Tabrizi. He was an Ekankar master. And he he's very he's um he's alive and well on on a certain plane of you know in the in the upper Well yes, I mean these infinite Yeah, these infinite beings it's it's not a case of dying. It's it's as you said no. in different spiritual realms. And I remember and I was talking to somebody, another guest about this, and it's about actually becoming. And I remember I was there and asking these questions, and I've told the story before, but it, it was just so prominent in my life. And every question that I asked, you know, spiritually at the tomb of Jalaladan Rumi was, well, what do you think about this about my life? And can you give me advice on this? You know, and I was talking in my heart and every single thing was, the answer was love. And everything I was asking, you know, and I thought, well, I want answers. And, but the answer was love. And then finally, you know, in my heart, I got the message that said, become love. That's it. Become love. Right. And that was a transformational moment in my life. One of many. Right. But that is it. It's about becoming, you know. Well, as soul, we already are. Yeah. But, you know, being, being as we are. So getting back to the teacher thing, um, usually people, it's kind kind of a paradox there because a lot of times people that are, really good sources are very reluctant teachers. A lot of times <laughs> a person that really, really, really wants to teach, 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 you know, that, that's my, my calling. That's, and I love kids and I love to teach kids and stuff like that. But being a spiritual teacher, most spiritual teachers, the reason they don't come back is because they don't want to teach. That's it's, They've earned all their accolades and all that stuff, but but it's like a, it's like a politician. A lot of times, people that want to be politicians are probably the least qualified. <laughs> yeah. Right, and and so, yeah. but that thing of of love. So this is yeah. a real, real important thing to get. Is that human animal consciousness love, as we know it is completely a different being than divine love, which is what you find beyond the etheric plane, beyond the void. Those, that place where the beings who were like Aslan do not consume, they don't create, they just be, like you said. Mm. So when we talk about love here, 
on in the physical plane, it can be a deterrent. It can keep us, because you can't cross the void with love alone. You cannot, not human animal consciousness love. You can't. It takes courage, stamina. The first time uh, a friend of mine um, attempted to cross the void, he failed. He's now in God consciousness. But if he, he says, most people fail the first time they try to cross the void. But once we do, and we are on that other side, we experience divine love, which we cannot in human animal consciousness love even begin to comprehend. But we do our best. We do our best. But that transformation has to happen every day. Transformation, mm. celebration, tra initiation, trans transformation, initiation, celebration. Mm. Those three words right there. So if we're doing our spiritual exercises every day by ourselves, no animals around, no nothing, just us and God, that is the only reason we're here. And once you start singing the you, and getting really saturated in that, it took me a while, it took me a couple months to really feel a difference when I had to, I just had to let go of everything in order to make that connection to who I really am, which is and everywhere and yeah. nowhere. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... This is the thing, I think in these times, Ramona, people are finding it difficult and to open people's hearts and minds and have, you know, people like yourself offering a different perspective is always a good thing because some people are asleep and that's okay, you know? Mm -hmm. That's maybe their destiny. I don't know. But for those who would like to know more about your work, for example, where can they reach you? I'm always, always available on Facebook where I have um, side pages that, that I post things. Um, under like, your name, Ramona Moore. Right. Yes. Okay. And then I have a, a I have a website that is um, www.ramonasworld1.com. Is that one as letters or numerically? Num numeric. Numeric. So people are free to contact you. Sure. Um, and they can... Right, right. Oh, yeah. I'm always open to um, mm -hmm. consultations. Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. because you do lots of different things. I know you work with crystals and runes and all sorts of different um, methods that um, once they contact you, you can find what is suitable, can't they? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, on the Facebook page, 
I mean, I know everybody doesn't do Facebook, but um, but a lot of people do. My my website is on that also, so you can just click right on the link there on my on my Facebook page. Okay, yeah. and that will take that will take um, them directly to you. Now, as we come to the end of the show, which I have to say has been truly fascinating as i knew it would be um and you have to come again ramona because we need a part two of this um, i would love to this would that would be amazing really um Thanks. because this lady i have to say i have to say to the listeners has so much this is this is nothing compared to the sort of things that she knows about and has lived through through experience than has taught her really to give such precious wisdom to people. Um, where, what pearls of wisdom can you share with the listeners that in these times, I always ask my guests this at the end of the show, what wisdom can you give to people, you know, in a paragraph that have things that have helped you to get through difficult times? I would say definitely number one, doing doing your spiritual exercises is absolutely number one. You know, whether it's just meditating, whether it's praying to Jesus, whether it's praying to God, Buddha, Jehovah, it it's it's all about staying connected to source. The more we can from that place the better choices we're going to make in our friends, our everyday life um, what's important to us um, that's our bedrock that, that's, our, that's our absolute rock I think I think it's because out there is always going to be happening it's happened since the beginning of man, and it will continue to yes. until what the aliens come and you know force us into another way of of living <laughs> with each other in peace, you know, type thing. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they come oh, to that, you may come to that. So yeah, yeah, keep keep that connection to source. Don't let don't let go of that hand that's always there, that upward and inward pull of God that's happening all the time. It's there. It's a miracle. It we is. are the miracle. We're a miracle. But don't but you gotta do the work, otherwise you're pulling everybody down. So you gotta do the work, keep that connection. Beautiful advice, actually. And um, you know, the truth is the truth. And right. um I, I always think of that saying, you know, just because someone doesn't believe the sun exists doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So um, you know, beautiful. beautiful. Thank you so much, Ramona, really. Oh, our pleasure, and may the blessings be. Yes, and um, please come again and join us and, you know, share with the listeners all your beautiful knowledge. And um, I wish you all the very best in everything that you do. And likewise, and I just am amazed that you're such a good bridge. I'm a little shy now, but um, Miss Mimi, Miss Mimi. Well, it was like when I when we first started the conversation. It's like I'm not normally a teacher, 
I, I'm great at typing things and, and writing things, mm. but, and doing one-on-one consults type things, you know? Uh-huh. And, but, um, and thank you so much for this opportunity. You're very it's welcome. It's so wonderful, Anytime. Mimi. You're, you are amazing soul. You're, as soul, you are just the brightest, most golden yellow. I'm looking at your aura, and it's, you're so bright. You're a bright bridge. You're that light in, the, in, in all of that beautiful, beautiful, holy, holy darkness. Thank you. It means a lot, really. And you know how much I think about your spirit, that it is so full of joy and love and beauty. And as I always say, a fairy godmother. Oh, sweet. For sure. (laughs) Oh, sweet. Yeah, definitely a fairy godmother. Thank you, honey. Thank Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. Bless you all. Yeah. May the blessings be. Thank you, Ramona. Lots of love, and I'll speak to you very soon. Great. Take care. Thanks, honey. You too. Bye. 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 Bye Bye-bye. Ramona Moore, teaching us about an alternative view of life and looking into the depths of spirituality and mysticism in many ways. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you have enjoyed the episode. Until next time, take care and lots of love. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music and inspirational work, take a look at her website www.miminovic.co.uk recognize and accept their own light, who tread with each footstep towards the dusty road of true love, are the unveiled ones who see and adore the light in others. It's those souls we should take by the hand as they have walked with the broken and fragile and who know the treasure of compassion. We can't walk towards love with anyone 
not heading in the same direction as us. <laughs> <laughs>